Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with entrepreneur and growth strategist Ross McDaniel. As a growth strategist, he has a decade of experience helping brands succeed. With a passion for community development, Ross established Fence Post and the local growth formula, resources dedicated to bridging the gap between top-notch home service businesses and their potential customers. With just four simple ingredients, any local business can see predictable and profitable growth. Ross's aim is straightforward, developing communities by helping local businesses thrive. It's a great story, a great mixture. Enjoy this interview. Hey, Ross, what's up, man? Oh, you know, another Friday in the books. There you go. There you go. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Nice to meet Where you are you located? Well. I'm in what's Augusta, that? Georgia. Oh, Augusta, Georgia. Okay, cool. Very cool. Yeah, yeah I'm, in, uh, I'm in Kansas City, Missouri. No way. I've got a client in Kansas City. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. King's Collective, REI, they're a basement remodeling company. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah there's yeah, a lot yeah. of lot of businesses up here in Kansas City. It's pretty flush. I can imagine. Yeah. Can imagine. <laughs> Very cool. Have you, have you been up here? No. Um, yeah, no. What which is why it's so surprising. I mean, the Midwest to me is like a lot. Uh it's a lot of different states, cities, and and regions. And so like anytime I hear, oh, you're from, you know, Oklahoma City, Kansas City, Louisiana, whatever. Yeah. The Midwest. That's a good way of putting it. There is a lot going on up here. Yeah. And I, I've been through, uh, Georgia. I was coming back from Florida and I just never saw boiled peanuts. And I was like, wait, what's going on here? That's right. It, just, it was a new thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, George Washington Carver, right? Uh, Georgia peanut guy. Yeah. He, he did everything with peanuts. They actually have a place down South here, a museum. I can't believe how many things that he invented. He was prolific. Prolific with peanuts. Yeah. Yes. For sure. <laughs> That's it. Well, hey, man, it's great to meet you, Ross. And I want to begin our conversation with going through the last three and a half years, living through a pandemic. How did you get through it and how has it changed you? That's a great question. Um, well, first things first, right before the pandemic, um, we had a baby. Uh, the com- the agency I was with, we sold. Uh, we sold our agency. Uh, and I started at uh, I went in-house for the first time in my entire life. I'd been agency for eight years and went in-house at a big company. And that's how I started the pandemic five wow. weeks into a, or yeah, five months into a, uh, an in-house brand new, new baby, new, new experience, new, whatever. Uh, and the rug kind of got, got pulled out, um, decided to double down on agency life. And my wife and I said, Hey, let's, let's take the plunge. Uh, and fence post really took form. So since then, we've been growing and trying to help home service businesses. And uh, through all that, developed a love of coffee. So we started a coffee shop as well. We've just been kind of doing some funky things um, with some friends. And um, yeah, it's it's treated us well, but you know, treated everybody differently for sure. Absolutely. Well, I mean, isn't that the backbone of being an entrepreneur is that you just got to, I mean, you just got to dive in. And if it doesn't work, you just got to find a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, and not everything has worked, but not everything has been been sour either. We've we've truly had some some fortunate experiences. That's wonderful, man. So let's get to the heart, soul, and essence of what you do on a daily basis. I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third graders. It's career day, and one of the kids says, "Hey, what do you do for a living?" How do you answer that child? Yeah, I help local businesses thrive. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, my job is to help small local businesses put systems in place that helps them get more good customers. 
So what did you want to be in the third grade? Yeah, I wanted to be an F-16 fighter pilot. That's what I wanted to be. Okay. I'm 6'3 now and afraid of heights and wear glasses. So none of that was uh, <laughs> in the cards, but I wanted to be an F-16 fighter pilot. Did you ever fly? Did you ever get close to anything along those lines? My dad had a client that was uh, that was actually an F-16 fighter pilot. And so every so often we'd get to go to an airfield where they had parked it for the day and just seeing these vertical takeoffs and stuff like that. Um, so I, that's the closest I got, which is maybe closer than some, but yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll go to the air shows. My wife's a big fan of the Blue Angels, and whenever I see any of oh, that yeah. really unfold, it's it's right. pretty majestic how they do it for sure. Um, my my son, who's eighteen now, he's uh, special needs, and he there's a program called Challenge Air, and it's a Vietnam veteran that's gotten all these pilots in different cities around the country, and they volunteer and they fly special needs kids up into the sky to see landmarks. And the first time I did that with Miles, I felt like I was on a magic carpet ride. The the airplane was so small, it was that's just wild. like. It, it was crazy, you know. Yeah, but yeah. It, it was. I, I would cool. love to do something like that. It, like it's the morbid curiosity for me. I, I'm yeah, definitely afraid of of heights, but I would do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. Well, the up the ante a little bit. About two weeks ago, two two three weeks ago, one of my son's friends convinced him to do a bungee thing, where they basically pull you all the way up, release it, and you just plunge, and it it's like a couple hundred feet in the air. So he's all excited. He he never wanted to do it. Finally, this year, he's ready to do it. He's pumped up. I got the camera. I'm doing B-roll. We're doing this whole thing. And all of a sudden, they do this thing where they take your body and they flip it so that they can get you ready to pull you up. That was it. He was out. So I had mentally prepared. And his pal's looking at me. And I'm like, all right, I'll go do it. But man, it was... <laughs> if anybody is even that much afraid of heights, it's a bad idea. You're out. So yes. you did it. To yeah. Clear, you did it. Yeah, wow. it, it was awesome. And I remember, and I don't know if they were trained to do this, but I will never forget, as I was going back, one of the gals that worked at the park looked up at me and said, this is the safest ride in the park. And that was it. I was I was like, okay, let's do it. So That's really cool. That's yeah. really cool. That's a customer experience right there. That's it right there. Exactly. So I, I'm curious. I want to go back to where you were born and raised and how these seeds got into you to not only be an entrepreneur, but to help other business owners? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think at the heart of um, not only what we're doing at Fence Post, but what we're doing with Trellis Coffee Bar, um, we want to be a part of the, the the change and the deep roots in our community. I think um, my wife and my three kids and I, like. there's a reason we live uh, in an area that's not the most awesome part of town yet, right? Now, we, we really want to be a part of uh, a community that is not only diverse ethnically, but diverse uh, economically. Uh, we, we belong to a church and it's five blocks away. We own a business that's six blocks away. Um, we know our neighbors deeply. And it's very important to us that um, for ourselves and for our kids that we um, interact with people that don't look like us, that believe differently than us, and that um, share opportunities for, for deep authentic relationships. And one of the best ways to do that is by investing in your community, both with your time, your money, and um, you know, with with where you live. So I think that's wow, that's so why. that's so well put, man. That's really good. That's that those are great seeds to to put into young minds, and just it's a great way to live. I mean, it's kind of that whole idea of 
community service. It's like, you know, if we all realize what we're trying to help and who we're trying to help, it will just make us all a little bit better as, as yeah, a so. human machine. I think so. Yeah. I played a lot of basketball growing up and I, I just, I, I think being exposed to all different types of people through that, through AAU, through whatever, um, you know, we, we're proud of our city and some people aren't, but we want to make a, we want to create a place where people are proud and all sorts of different people can be proud of it. So is, is Augusta where REM started? I always get confused with Ooh, that. I may have heard a rumor about that. I don't know. James Brown is our big music claim to fame. Okay. That's it then. Okay. I know yeah. James Brown, but I could swear there was a place I in think, Georgia. Yeah. I, Athens, right. Athens, 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 Georgia. Athens. That's, that's it. That's yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. I got you. Cool. We're on the well, same page. But we at least got James. I, I remember James Brown came to Kansas City back in the 90s and my 20s. And we didn't have tickets to the show, but he played in this place called the River Market. And we just went and got like a coffee somewhere. And just hearing his voice boom over downtown Kansas City was one of the more ethereal things I've ever experienced that's so cool. in my life. Yeah. Yeah. That's got to be cool. I mean, what a voice, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was screeching and you could hear the crowd going crazy. It was a really, it was, it was a pretty cool experience for sure. So, yeah. Um, so, Speaking of someone like James Brown, who's been a hero for you in your life? Who, who's been an inspiration? Yeah, man. There's been so many. Um, I think right now, like my wife truly is, uh, this is maybe a cliche answer, but I mean it authentically. Sure. Uh, she plays so many different roles and uh, she is a partner in a lot of, let's be honest, a lot of the visions that I initiate and spark. Uh, just seeing her you know, partner alongside and help carry out some of those. Um, it's truly a joy. And then seeing the variety of roles, which I feel like I play a lot of different roles in life. Um, but she truly plays a ton of different roles when it comes to mothering, uh, when it comes to being the, the trellis mother for our employees down at trellis, uh, comes to being bookkeeper at fence post, um, all sorts of different roles. So she's definitely a hero. Um, you know, a more, a more well-known hero might be Donald Miller. Uh, with building a story brand. I don't know if you've ever heard of his methodology. He wrote Blue Like Jazz too. Um, I think he's a hero to me. He he kind of went from a meandering, aimless sort of deal to a writer to really like building a framework for businesses across the the, the nation and the world to to latch on to. Uh, he's been impactful in my life. Um, those are two off the top of my head. So if you can meet anybody alive on the planet right now and spend some time with them, who would it be? Goodness, these are the hard questions, right? I'm bad, I'm bad at the uh, what's your favorite restaurant, what's your favorite movie ones too. Um, is it a new person? It has to be a it, new person. No, it can be anybody. In fact, if you want to dig into family history or someone that's not around, we'll open the door up to everybody. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's good. Um, you know what, Russell Westbrook. I'm a huge Oklahoma City Thunder basketball fan. Yeah, and. Russell Westbrook's story and his like grit and grind and his um, his career, uh, we I would just love to spend an afternoon evening over dinner and a bottle of wine with him. Um, that'd be incredible. He's with the Clippers now, right? He is. You know your stuff, yeah. Yeah, my son. I actually got him hooked on it. You know, because winter time tends to be rough for big baseball fans. So I got him hooked on hockey and basketball, but basketball really took hold. So yeah. the other day he was like, can you say, he, he always wants me to send links of, to all these players. And he said Westbrook. And I'm like, he's with the Lakers. He's like, no, he's not. I'm like, oh, okay. So I looked him up and then 
you know, uh, I think Harden got traded to the oh, Clippers. Oh, yeah. 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 So, anyway. So, yeah. But I, I did not realize that he started in Oklahoma City. That's interesting. He spent uh, the first, yeah, like 11 years of his career in Oklahoma City. We, okay. Man, we'll be there when the statue's raised. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, let me ask you this. Uh, every day you wake up, what is your motivation? What makes you accomplish what you want to get done, help people, and be who you are? Uh, I think this one's pretty easy. I think at the end of the day, we feel called, my wife and I, and in our home, we feel called and compelled to um, build authentic, deep relationships. Um, we feel like the the way we live our lives should always reflect um, a level of authenticity and, and joy and, um, and I certainly believe that that is the uh, the thing we're supposed to do, the thing we feel called to do. So each and every day, I want to foster the relationships relationships I already have and bring value to them. Um, and then beyond that, want to uh, we would say glorify the Lord uh, through uh, just bringing value to new relationships as well. So what's been the best advice you've ever gotten? Hmm. Good question. Man, you asked the hard ones. <laughs> I just want to get to the juggler of things. Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, it go, coincides with what I just said, too. I mean, what we're trying to, to build is deep, authentic relationships. Yeah. Uh, best advice I ever got. Uh, I can't remember who said it, but it's a mantra I've held on to. Uh, anxiety and stress is the absence of clarity. And um, peace is clarity. So uh, I think clarity is um, seeking clarity and pursuing that is at the at the forefront of what we're trying to do each and every day in our businesses and our relationships and, and everywhere else that was a pretty sound piece of advice that i've lived by that's quite a mantra for sure um so of all of the things that you've done uh, professionally what's been one of your best success stories Good question i think we're seeing one play out right now uh we opened trellis coffee bar myself um and my wife and and three other partners with a dream of um, creating a, a community um, destination that really serves as a trellis for the things that don't get as much attention in our town. Uh, the things like Christian Academy right up the road, uh, Harrisburg, which is somewhat what others would consider a blighted neighborhood, uh, Lanier's Meat Market across the street, like all these places that uh, have immense value and have done well for themselves, but really don't get the spotlight. I think we're seeing trellis come in and be a reason for people that don't normally frequent these, this area of town, um, actually frequent it and see the beauty that's there. And so I'm hoping that trellis coffee bar will be the, um, the magnus opus of, of what, what I've done in my career. It's such a glue anytime. Cause I do visual arts too, and I've had shows in there and, you know, I mean, just even when I used to live in the city, I lived in downtown Kansas city. It was always good to have that anchor and coffee shops imbued so many things that are really positive and they always seem to do good things for the community. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And, and everybody, every coffee shop in the world says, Hey, we want to be a community space, a third space. Right. And I mean, we've been consumers, especially coffee, we being my partners and I for years. Um, but I think we, we really feel compelled to actually put our money where our mouth is and live that out uh, in an everyday in our culture. That would that would be a dream gig. I always think about things out there and having a coffee shop would be a very cool, cool thing. Um, so if you have a dream tonight, you run into a 20-year-old version of yourself and you could give that young version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom you've gained in your life up to this point, 
what wisdom, what advice would you dispense on that younger version of you? Hmm. Yeah, that's good. I, I think there's a, uh, there's a learned trait that sometimes I, I forget, uh, which is thinking before you speak and being, being slow to speak and, and quick to think and quick to evaluate. Uh, I would, I would advise my younger self to be slower to, to speak and react. I think I've, I've not mastered it by any means, but I've certainly come a long way in that regard. And it served me well when I've done it right. Uh, but my younger self did not do that as well, uh, did not do that as well at all. And so I think evaluating thinking uh, first, acting later, thinking first, and certainly speaking later um, would serve somebody like me well in my younger years. Yeah. I think that's something you have to just accumulate over time. You realize. You might be right. Yeah. When when it's prudent or not um what is it that you what's the best part of living in the community that you're in what do you what do, what do you like the best about it yeah uh, i think the people um you know i we, we just launched trellis I, i've talked a lot about trellis and I, I don't mean to it's just mainly a manifestation of what we feel like our values are uh, but you know, we launched trellis on october 7th in a soft launch capacity and i, I counted 40 homes that I, I knew that I had a, a, some level of a relationship with that had walked to our shop. And I think that's um, where I live, uh, not only in our little five neighborhood communities, you know, five different constituents, uh, but even in like the greater Augusta area, I think there's this longing, uh, longing for community. And we see that when an opportunity for community comes up, uh, we just see people gravitate towards it. And I think that's what I like. It's, it's the, Maybe the community isn't there, but there's a longing for it. And I, I can see it and feel it and sense it. And that's what I appreciate. Yeah. So as an NBA fan, if you could get into a time machine and go back and see any game or any moment, where are you going? What would you love to Ooh. have seen? Man, everybody got into the last dance craze um, yeah. when when they put out that documentary. Great documentary, by the way. I, yeah. Like being at, you know, game game five, game six of that that Chicago series would be incredible. Um you know, 98 last run. Like that, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Been awesome. I hear that a lot. I hear that all the time. You know, what's really? interesting about yeah. the last dance is that I clearly remember because my, my son really kind of accumulated this love of shoes, especially basketball shoes. And I remember telling him the story where, you know, Converse was the original suitor, but they did Nike and kind of told him the story. And that was before the movie came out. Have you seen the movie? Yeah. Oh, wait. It's yes, the movie about air, the air. Yeah. yeah, I saw air. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, and in like the way they um it, it really doesn't go past the actual signing, right? Yeah. It's just the signing. And so you don't get to see it play out. And Michael's not even like he's front and center in the sense that he's like he's almost like the villain. Yeah. But yeah, I, I thought that was wonderful. It, anything 80s right now is is really invoked um uh, from my pr perspective. I feel like they're getting a lot of love, stranger things, air, yeah, yeah something like that. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So everyone out there has a perception of you, family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you're in control. You run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Hmm. Well, I, man, I need to pay you for this conversation. This, this is, is the this therapy is question. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. Uh, what do I think of who I am? I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think, um, I think one thing that I have described myself as is just like a a man uh, in in desperate pursuit of presence and clarity and um, seeking to to make sure that I'm honoring um, 
uh, to my faith and my family. And that sounds like a cliche answer, but but truly the pursuit and the pursuit of that presence in those those realities, I think, is what um, has defined me in some capacity. Like I'm pursuing those things. So if anyone wants to dip into your establishment for a cup of coffee, learn more about you, reach out, hire you, anything about your world, where can they go? Yeah, uh, I would say if you are a local business that um, needs help building predictable and profitable growth strategies, come to FencePost. FencePost.co is where to go. Right on. Hey, this has been great, Ross. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your story. Best of luck with everything. Thanks so much. I really appreciate being on. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. <laughs>